Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I said, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. We're still live from Wingstop. Had an excellent show here on The Captain. The legend, the icon, Johnny Rogers was on the phone for a majority of the show. Also uh, had had a, just a wonderful time out here. Um, uh, you know, George Darlington, the, the, another legend, another icon, uh, who's uh, just won so many games here as part of the Tom Osborne stuff, staff, leading over to Frank Solage's staff. Uh, had to talk to him. So it's been great time so far at Wingstop. We're at 29th in Pine Lake. Uh, come try the brand new Wingstop chicken sandwich. Uh, they're tough to get around the nation, but we got them here in Lincoln. Choose between any of the 12 flavors. The sandwich comes with two toasted buns and pickles. Sandwich is $5.49. Combo with drink and fries is $7.99. Uh, order online at wingstop.com or use DoorDash and Uber Eats to have your food delivered. And I'll tell you what, Rico, too, I like their, uh, I don't know what exactly they, they call it. I should go around and look at it, but the, the, the corn, I think that doesn't get enough attention here. The Cajun at corn. Cajun corn, it's seasoned very well. I'm a big guy. I'm a big fan of corn myself, <laughs> but uh, when you season it, oh, man, that, that's some good stuff. So you got to get that the, if you come out to Wingstop. See stuff. if the corn kid wants some of it. <laughs> that's true. It's Nebraska. I know they had him, they had him do say something about Nebraska, but they got to get him out to a game, I think. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. They they was like as soon as he got big, they they paid like one hundred and forty dollars, brought him in, and and kind of had him say something about Nebraska having a corntastic day or something before their first game. So it, it was it was amazing. Yeah, and and we'll see what they have lined up. I can't wait for I mean Oklahoma week. Um, you know, there's so much going on. In Husker football, obviously with Scott Frost being let go, Mickey Joseph taking over as the head coach, it somewhat seems like Oklahoma Week's a little overshadowed. Um, you know, big noon, I see th- those guys are kind of setting stuff up on campus and stuff like that. But, it, you know, I think it, it does feel a little overshadowed Oklahoma just because there's all these other, this other stuff going on. Uh, I suppose that's better than if they had kept Frost and, uh, you know, there would, we'd all just be sitting here thinking, well, when, when does this happen? Do you do it after Oklahoma, regardless <laughs> of what happens with the bye week coming up? Obviously, at that point, you'd wait till October 1st. Uh, make him sit there and <laughs> it just it'd be so awkward um, so I can kind of understand why they made the move and uh, and I'll say this too with their next coaching hire um, you know it kind of depends on how stuff goes I don't want them to overpay for somebody if they don't need to like if Mickey Joseph takes over and, and does a good job wins five or six games um, I don't think you need to pay him nine or ten million just to look like you're keeping up with uh, the Joneses or keeping up with the Kardashians. Maybe that's what they say <laughs> these days. But uh, I, you know, uh, but if if they do make an outside hire, um, I expect them to be you know top of the market. That's what that's what Coach Tre- or except, excuse me, uh, the AD Trev Albert said. So I'm, I'm gonna hold them to their word on this one. I don't think that they and I know a lot of people are throwing names out there and saying you know you need a splashy hire and and whatever. But I don't think you need a splashy hire. I think you just need look if you decide to keep if you decide to keep Mickey Joseph on as the head coach, which I you know depending on how it goes, I think would be a fantastic idea. I mean, would would you consider that splashy? I don't know if I would consider that splashy. I don't know if 
if you really need to go out there and grab yourself, you know, the, the, the splashy big name. If you have somebody in mind that you believe would be a solid coach but isn't, you know, a big name in terms of, you know, brand recognition or, or fan recognition, but you believe that that person would be somebody who can take Nebraska back to where they believe that they should be, you know, get Nebraska back into the winning ways and, and actually competing for a Big Ten West title or a Big Ten whatever kind of pod they decide to go to when they add USC and UCLA and however this this whole realignment shakes out. If they can contend for titles, if they can – not national titles. I mean, you, want, you obviously want to get back there, but if they can contend for Big Ten titles, I think that's the kind of coach you go after. It doesn't need to be some big-name coach. It just has to be somebody who you believe can get Nebraska back to where they should be. Yeah, and there's, there's a lot of differing opinions on that. That's the one thing that uh, is going to be difficult is kind of uniting this fan base to a degree if they go ahead and make an outside hire. If it's Mickey Joseph, and that's kind of what everybody's hoping for, is things just go swimmingly, you take off, they, and, and, and you can kind of continue. You know, the continuity um, from that staff to obviously Mickey Joseph being part of this staff, uh, that, that – that's, that's smooth. You keep the recruiting class mostly intact, all that. Um, I, I think that's the only hire, though. Um, and, and, and we'll see how it turns out. I mean, when he wins five games, people might be split down the middle. If he wins six, I think most people would be on board uh, with Mickey Joseph. But um, that's like the one hire I think people will get to because I'll tell you what, when, no matter what happens, the decision that Trev Alberts makes will have an effect, obviously, on the next three to four years. But, mm. um, you know, far down the line for decades and it's so there's there's a lot of heavy opinions on here. I just I you know with Trev I think you can you can take his gut feeling a little bit more. But when Sean Eichhorst went with his guy, the guy that he saw was the right fit, and he tried to outthink the room, now we're seeing it set Nebraska back for eight <laughs> was it eight years now? Yeah, yeah. But that was not even that that was not a, a solid coaching hire. That was a a career five hundred. Like yeah, he's he's an okay coach. But and you know I say not splashy. That was the the opposite of splashy. That was yeah. so far down in in the, the coaching the hire desert. ranks. Like that's not <laughs> that wasn't somebody that really anybody was looking at to hire away from where he was at. That that was a guy who was believed to stay where he was at and continue to do what he was doing at that university so to go out and and to hire him was the opposite of splashy and that's that's not something that you were looking for that wasn't even a uh that was a uh he's done he's done okay here let's see what he can do with with more talent with more uh resources and and what have you that wasn't yeah that was taking something. over a nine ten win team yeah that, they that, thought maybe you just need an adult in the room that would stay calm yeah that wasn't uh, even a uh uh oh yeah this guy's solid he'll take us to where we we need to be yeah uh, at the same time, I feel like you're kind of <laughs> you're kind of going through the same thing. I'm not going to get through. Uh, you know, we're not going to talk too much about some of the rumors and stuff around Scott Frost, but I think that that's kind of the feeling that you have going here too. Is you, you've got kind of an, an adult in the room now. You've got a guy that's uh, been through it. He's been part of you know national championship team at LSU. Um, and, and you know, again, I'm not trying to down Scott Frost or all these other things, but he's getting right to the changes. Let's practice, uh, you know, tackling. Let, you know, so he's kind of making his own stamp on the program, and it's no longer 
Um, this kind of, you know, it, it just feels like a tougher, tougher, grittier program already with Mickey Joseph uh, taking over. Uh, and 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 he, I like how he keeps it simplistic too. We saw with his uh, his opening press conferences, uh, like guys, we, you know, this is football. We we can figure this out. This isn't, <laughs> you know, we're, this isn't something that he's like uh, it's football. Is, I don't understand. Like it's not that hard, <laughs> right? <laughs> And, and, when it all it comes, to, when it all comes down to it, it's the same game that everybody else is playing. Yeah, you're going to have your own tweaks yeah. and your own adjustments, but when it when it all comes down to it, it's it's you you get the ball and you try to score or you try to stop somebody from scoring the ball. It's pretty simple uh, down to the the meat and potatoes of it. You know, when you try to to, to add different flavors and, and and different you know little add-ons, that's when it gets complicated. Well, that's what you know. Listen to old school. That's what Jay Foreman says too. Is you know. If, if if you're getting lost in the uh, in, into the uh, kind of the, the intricacies of college, of football, you know, start with the basic stuff, and, and a lot of time the basic stuff is is what's going to hurt you. And Nebraska just has struggled with that time and time again through the Scott Frost era. Um, I I feel you know I don't feel like I watched a whole lot of games where I thought that Scott Frost outcoached the opposing sideline. And, and I think that that's why there's so much hope in this move with, with Mickey Joseph. Not so much that Mickey Joseph won't, you know, might not be able to outcoach the opposing sideline, but at least he won't get in his own way. You know, when I look at, at, at Kirk Ferentz and P.J. Fleck, and we haven't got to that part of the schedule this season, <laughs> but that's been a mismatch. It's been an absolute mismatch oh, yeah. um, on the sidelines. And, you know, to Scott Frost's credits, we have to give this to his group. Never lost the team. Always in the game. Always, you know, and you have to know what you're doing as far as coaching goes uh, to keep your, your, your team close against the top-end opponents. And, and that wasn't the case right away. You know, he had to kind of build that program up a little bit. If you remember year one, the Michigan game, that wasn't that very one, close. That one got away from him. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, it, it did happen. Um, but I just, to me, that's where I feel uh, a little bit of more of a chance this week is, and I've been saying it, you know, last year I said it the first couple of weeks, especially after the opening loss to Northwestern, is, um, you know, I, I, the key to your to your game plan if you're playing Nebraska, regardless of who you are, is keep it close and let them beat themselves in the fourth quarter. I, that's not to be mean. That's, that was the, that's what happened game in and game out. And now with a fresh face there and, and somebody just, you know, it, it's almost, you know, at, at some point, and, and I thought this was the case with the Bo Pelini, Firing, and now that we've been, uh, you know, eight years removed from that, and things haven't gone as well, people might say, "Yeah, well, we 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 made a mistake there. We should have kept Bo." And I will, I will acknowledge, I would have, I would have even signed up for one more year of Bo as opposed to one, you know, hiring Mike Riley. Mm. Um, but I do think that when when Bo Pelini was let go and Mike Riley was brought in, I didn't have a whole lot of positive things to say. But I did say this: I feel like there's hope back in in the program because you felt like the ceiling had been hit with Bo. He wasn't going to win the big games. Worse, he was going to get blown out in the big games. You're going to win you win the nine games that you want to, and that mm-hmm. sounds great right now, right? But yeah. um, eventually that, that kind of, kind of you know, uh, just kind of wears on you. Um, so that's what I feel with this too is, is like I, I don't feel like the automatic – if I go into a game, start to check off which side's got this and which side's got that, I don't go to the coaching mismatch or coaching uh, aspect of it already and go, well, check for the other team because I can expect uh, Coach Frost to have trouble there. By the way, Clay Helton, who came in, he's not always been known for his great coaching. I love to see him, uh, you know, kind of get the whole team together. I mean, he did some things that I was pretty impressed with. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if he lost that game, especially if he's at USC more so uh, than, you know, Georgia Southern, 
If he lost that game, people would have been bad. That, 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 the fact they didn't get any points there at the end of the first half, that would have been something that's kind of frustrated. So, you know, yeah. it was kind of a, uh, an interesting aspect there and, and something that I know a lot of people didn't expect to see. I uh, thought it would be kind of silly, but Clay Helton literally, Scott, you know, he, he made Scott Frost into Clay Helton. Clay Helton got fired after week two last year. A year later, he's doing the same thing to Scott Frost. Look, Georgia Southern went out with, with absolutely nothing to lose, and, and they proved to be a, a, a very, very uh, – What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? They're just like a just like a needle in the side of Nebraska for the entire game. Just just going blow for blow. A team you would not expect a Georgia Southern to go blow for blow with a team like Nebraska, but that's exactly what happened. And yeah, just kind of turned turned the uh, turned the tables on Scott Frost from what happened to Clay Helton last year. Yeah, I and, and what do you think? And a lot, this is the kind of the question that people are looking at. Uh, of course, head of this Oklahoma win, Oklahoma game. If they get the win, uh, Mickey Joseph's chances of of retaining this thing go up a little higher. Are you in the camp of he needs to win? You know, five, six games, and I, I still think six. If you go six and three, basically, I reset it. I don't look at Mickey Joseph as one and two. I look at Mickey Joseph as zero and zero because that's what he is as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go five and four, I think that that's solid. It would get Nebraska to a bowl game, and uh, it would be. But I don't. I don't know if that's still necessarily what you're looking for. Granted, he's taking over a team. Um, you know, this isn't his team that he built from from scratch and, and got his defensive coordinator in there and all that. So there are challenges to what Mickey Joseph facing and, and, and things you got to play in there. But I still think, um, you know, I think six wins and Mickey Joseph's in. Five, I think it's a little dicey. Anything less than that, I, don't, I, I think they probably go outside. I don't, I don't know if I really want to put a win total on it just because, I mean, you kind of see – I mean, I, I don't know what the team is going to look like now under, under his tutelage, under his leadership, but you've kind of seen through the first three games what this team is. So kind of throwing this team onto him three games into the season and, and expecting him to – win more games than like, like if if Scott Frost was still the head coach how many games would would people be believing Nebraska would win and then you're throwing that out and you're inserting uh, a new head coach in the middle of the not the middle close to the beginning of the season and expecting more from him I, I don't know if I want to put a win total on it because I don't feel like that's fair I, I feel as if you know we're not inside the program, so if if Trev and the other people within the athletic department feel as if the football team is taking a step forward, is is improving day by day, week by week, game by game, you know what have you, then I think that that should be enough to give him the job to to take the interim tag off. But if they feel as if you know the team is improving, but not at the rate that they believe that it should with Mickey Joseph under the under the uh, interim head coach tag then yeah go outside and and, and get a new head coach yeah I, I mean I can see that the problem is with <laughs> the problem with it is with Scott Frost era it it did come down to wins and losses yeah um, so if if Mickey Joseph continues what Nebraska's looked like which is hey they look all right but they lose the, these games close mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know if you feel like you're you're taking a step forward or you're just still kind of there in the Scott Frost era, which, again, not completely fair to Mickey Joseph. He just got here. Um, so uh, it, it's just it, it, it's fascinating that the, the place that they that Nebraska finds themselves in uh, a good text off the text. line. I think that we should talk about Jim and Lincoln says, I don't understand all the buzz about Mickey Joseph. Nebraska needs to stop hiring people based on emotion and start hire, start hiring them based on their resume. We need an experienced head coach that has played hard-nosed football in Power 5 Conference, not flashy spread West Coast offense. Um, the offensive thing, I think if you can get it done one way or the other, don't get me wrong, I'm, I I believe. In, yeah, you're a, you're uh, a hard-nosed running run the ball and win the game by oh, yeah. 10 to 7. Yeah, if I, I, I do, but at the same time, I understand if you're averaging 35 points a game, that's what I want. And, and I, I don't care how you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, I do hope that you do pay a little bit of attention when it's needed to time of possession and not just think, hey, we're going to outsling everybody. Um, but, you know, and then the other thing is, too, this 35 points per game, it's not like Nebraska's played the best defenses so mm-hmm. far. So I th- I expect that to kind of change. We'll kind of see how it looks. Um, but I do think that there there is some – there's some merit to what that in, in that text, which is Mickey Joseph does feel like if it if it happens, it would be an emotional hire, and that's in in but not only if the team doesn't improve significantly. That's what I'm saying. I don't say like, hey, if he gets six wins, keep him because he's a former Husker. I'm saying that because that that's a significant job well done he's gonna have to earn six wins there's no way this is gonna be handed to him he's gonna have to beat some significant teams teams that have won nine games or more last year you're gonna get significant victories if he does that so um if they if they had the open job now and hired mickey joseph uh over a a a, a guy with you know Incredible experience. I mean, heck, if you've been following college football, you've seen just about everybody's getting asked about the open Nebraska job. It's going to be a really uh, annoying however many months. It kind of. I, I enjoy I, I, I've got. <laughs> I've got to admit it. It's I just going to be. Searches. Yeah, I, I know you do. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. It's going to be every every other day. Like, well, so-and-so was asked about it, and this is what they said. Honestly, you could take the same clip from like one coach and just put it for every like I'm focused on this game I'm focused on my team yeah, I'm doing this speech. it's it it's a good job but I'm focused on this like that's that's what it is nobody's gonna openly you're gonna say hey what would you think about the Nebraska job oh yeah I would love it yeah forget this team I would love to go to <laughs> Nebraska and be the yeah. head coach there nobody's going to say that so you're gonna get the same answers from every coach and as Trev Albert said in his press conference if you hear that I'm talking to XYZ coach I probably am. That doesn't mean I'm going to hire him. <laughs> and I, I was a little bit disappointed because they de- they're even asking coaches that aren't coaching currently, or Bob Stoops, an XFL coach, <laughs> uh, was asked the job was was asked about the job and and turned it down. Which you know, Bob Stoops would be worth a call, I think. If, hey, if Mike Riley is the USFL someone. coach of the year. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm talking to XFL. That's a step I'm just I'm up. just saying. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we need to go back down that route, but I will cheer for Mike Riley as well. I'll cheer for Scott Frost and Bill Callian and all the former coaches at Nebraska. Not everybody does that, but I, I do. Mm-hmm. In any case, we're live here at Wingstop 29th in Pine Lake. Uh, come try a brand new Wingstop chicken sandwiches. Uh, order online at Wingstop.com or use DoorDash and Uber Eats to have the food delivered if you don't have time to come down. We'll take a quick break. Something I like to do every week is look at the alumni of the school we're playing. So we'll look at some alumni and just notable fans of Oklahoma because their they're two most prominent guys, I think, are not necessarily alumni, just fans. But we'll get to that coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler, live from Wingstop at 29th and Pine Lake.